Welcome to Blue Collar Love, a Starfire 59 retrospective. And uh, I am Samuel, and all we have is hope, and it smiles on us, Aaron. And this is Aaron, and I'm all about Virginia Riddles, Dwindle, Penny Porcelain Chimes. (laughs) Welcome back to... Blue Collar Love Podcast. And um, today we uh, have a a two for one. So we've finally arrived at the point in Starfire 59's discography where we get their first live album, 1995. And since we've kind of reached a point in Starfire 59's discography where we've talked about a good chunk of their early work, I figured it'd be interesting um, to talk briefly about the live album and then go back and talk about Jason Martin's first project, Dance House Children. Uh, and the and the, the hardcore Starfire fans all breathe a sigh of why. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um so let's get this started. Uh, let's talk about Plugged. Now, okay. this is essentially a live EP. So yeah, we've like, already yeah. talked about all the songs in depth. Yep. So, Aaron, why don't you give me just kind of an overview of how you feel about Plugged? Um, well, I feel like the original release is way overpriced. It's crazy expensive on eBay. Um, you gotta, and so another one of those releases you got to like sell a child to get. But um, I listened to it um, um, before... Um, and it was like the first live, I guess, first live um, recording or anything of Starfly. I've never seen them live, but I've listened to Plugged. I've also listened to the live songs on um, Every, um, Easy Come, Easy Go, and then also the Never Play Covers live album as well. Um, it's, I like it. It's raw. I mean, it's a bunch of gold songs in LeVancore um live i mean <laughs> so it's great i mean I don't know. starfly live in with one of their with one of jason's best albums so yeah could mm-hmm. you uh give this a out of nine rating like a- <gasps> yeah um which the next time we'll review i probably won't be able to but yeah with this one i mean i mean it's it's in it's a good selection of the songs your means up there levancore and they crush it I'm gonna have to go like an eight out of nine because it's like the stilled gold, gold it's distilled down to like the core with no fill yeah. with Levancore and um, a silver song too. Um, so yeah, it's like an eight. It's great. It's live, Starfly live. <laughs> so listening to this um, on the first track alone, you can tell Jason's having a lot of fun. Like um, him and the rest of the band sound way more energetic than on any of the studio albums thus far. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also kind of love the jamming, almost like pseudo jam sessions they do. Yeah. And uh, Wayne Everett's drumming. It's uh, that perfect balance somewhere between like Ringo Starr and Dave Grohl. Yeah. Um, I, I, I just I love, love, I love He's the best. Yeah. The best drummer Starfire has for sure. Not even close. Um, I love the solos in it, and uh, Love Anchor is a just as epic live. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, so I say this is the EP you give to someone to get them into Starflyer 59. Yeah. Um, to be like, you know, you should listen to this band. Here's why. Because it's essentially a miniature greatest hits package, mm-hmm. um, but in slightly more energetic form. Epic, creative. It's just plain fun. I love this album. I really mm-hmm. do. Um, in fact, it's my favorite Starfire 59 album thus far. I what? will go so far as to say that. Really? Even yes. more so than gold? Yeah. Um, I, I give this an eight out of nine, man. Like it just it's just a like I said, the greatest kind of greatest hits package, which I know it's not a lot of songs, but each yeah. song hits perfectly. Yeah, and then um, because and then it's, it's because it's the best of songs, you get some of yeah. Jason Martin's best lyrics. Yep, and just that live vibe, oh, it rocks! Yeah. I, I love it. I like the cover too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just it's um, 
hey, it's it's the first cover. Well, I guess never mind. I was gonna say it's the first cover he's had that actually has words on it. But we uh, counting the EPs, it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's how I feel about plugged man. Um, what do we have up next? That's plugged. Um, it's it's been reissued, so I mean, I think you can probably get it cheaper now, right? It's been reissued. Yeah, I think so. I remember that? I don't. Yeah, I have a I'm I have a pirated MP3 version of it. So sorry. Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, All it right. was out of out of circulation for years. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, all right, so on to Dance House Children in Jesus. So, um, help me out here. Um, okay, you get you get to explain my mistake, Aaron. Um, first okay. off, what the heck is a Dance House Children? <laughs> and uh, second thing. Um, how come we're doing their second album, Jesus First? Well, that's because, well, who knows? Um, the internet's weird because I, I think what the confusion is, is that um, the Jesus album came out in 93, I believe, and the first one, Stories, Songs and Sto- was it Stories and Songs, Stories mm-hmm. came out in 91 on Blonde Vinyl Records, but that was Michael Knott's um, label that kind of, crashed around the time jesus came out and so distribution deals were kind of hard so getting it reissued kind of like the starfire getting that reissue with this tooth and nail fiasco that's going still going on i think um so it was very hard to get the reissued but for whatever reason um jesus really was reissued in 1999 i can't remember the label off the top of my head oh god who was it anyway and so that got reissued, but stories and songs never did. So I think since it fell out of print and it was on an obscure label with a crazy distribution, who knows what's going on with it still to this day. Uh, that was the one that was re- readily available. Um, so I think that's why it's listed as first. Okay, that's, fair uh, enough. <laughs> and and Dance is... House Children is uh, the band um, formed by Ronnie Martin of Joy Electric Fan of, um, fame, if you heard of them. And of course, our man, Jason Martin. And their original band was called Love Children when they came to um, Michael Knott with the demo tape. But he was like, nah, how about um, Dance House Jesus? And so Ronnie and Jason decide to compromise and go with Dance House Children. And that's how they got their name. Because both those other names are terrible. Love Children sounds like a cult. And Dance House <laughs> Jesus sounds like the, the, a, a band cheesier than Carmen. <laughs> That's pretty cheesy, man. It is. Dance House Jesus. Oh, my God. All right. But, yeah, so, so the background. 1993. Um, and, yeah, so this was when Jason left the band, obviously, because 93 is – or was it 93 or 94 when Silver came out? I can't remember. Ninety three, I believe, but still, so, yeah. I yeah, think so like this... I I think they recorded this like in late ninety two, and then he yeah, yeah. he went and recorded Starflyer in ninety three. Yeah, exactly. And so he left, and then Ronnie formed Rain, Rainbow Rider, which if you're feeling froggy and feeling adventurous and want to hear some trippy psychedelic, I don't know how to describe it, music. Check it out, Rainbow Rider, and then after Rainbow Rider, Joy Electric started. <laughs> All right, so this um, album has 15 tracks. Let's try and get through this as quickly as possible. Aaron? Do you want to do some overviews of your thoughts of the whole thing, or you just want to go through each song? Let's just go through each song, because I, <laughs> I spent too much time writing notes on this. Okay, let's get it. not make this happen. Hey, All look, right. hey, look, Dance House Children might be a terrible name, but at least it's not Crispy Ambulance. That's a band name, a post-rock band. Crispy Ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you go ahead. Let's start off the first track, Once Upon Your Lips. Take it, Sam, my man. All right, so I only had a vague idea what I was walking into here. <laughs> wait, 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 so this is the first time you heard the album doing this? I So I've listened to it on background before, but actually giving it my full attention <laughs> is a different okay. experience. So... Yeah. My initial thought was like, this music makes me feel like I'm in a dream sequence in a psychedelic version of The Lord of the Rings. Okay. Um, 
So Ronnie sounds like he's reading a nursery rhyme yeah. while under anesthetic. <laughs> that's that's why I decided. Um, like these lyrics, oh. man. Um, happy day, happy daisy, sunshine, berry bugs. Yep. Dandelion wreath rose, verse and prose flocks, sweet sap tingling, strawberry jam, bloom hollyhocks. Once upon your lips. <laughs> I don't even know. Like, he, he was at the dentist and just started writing down some lyrics. That's all I got. <laughs> That's all you have for this song? I don't, so, the lyrics were randomly drawn out of a hat? Um, <laughs> Could be. That, 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 that's, a, that's, a, that's a writing technique called the Dada um, DADA technique where you do that. You write a bunch of poems or whatever, and then you, like, um, cut up all the sentences and then you put them in a hat or bag, or whatever, and you just draw them out, and that's how you create whatever songs or poems you did. That's how Radiohead had the lyrics for the album Kid A. They did it that way. That's so, the only possible. way you get a verse that says Holly Jolly, Sweet Tart, Harpsichord, no, Melodian Song. You're forgetting, you're, you're forgetting the best of Virginia, the, the, the Virginia um, verse. That's the best. Virginia Riddles Diddles Dwindle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. <laughs> So for those that haven't listened to this album, Dance House Children, Jesus, go listen to it now. It, it is not a Starfly album. It's not even a Joy Electric album. It's, I don't even know how to describe it. It's electronic music that's heavily influenced by 80s Brit pop electro bands with some of the most out there lyrics. It's something. So, and it, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, oh, I like the piano break, though. Like, thank God I heard some piano in there. I'm like, something that sounds like a Ronnie wasn't under anesthetic while recording the song, at least. A lot of piano in this album, which I like. <laughs> um, yes, so that, that's my thoughts on the first album. Just utter confusion on this first song. Okay. Um, what are your thoughts? Well, I will, it's so funny you would say this, because when you were like, yeah, let's do this album, I was like, oh, my God, I haven't listened to that album in, like, man it's probably been a good 10 15 years probably man like without like you know when i have my ipod on shuffle like a song would come about like whatever but i've never in like 10 15 years i haven't like said let me listen to this album and i remember it's weird i didn't really like it i didn't get it and so i was like oh okay let me just listen to this and i'll refresh my memory and as i started listening to it, i'm like i love this album like how did i listen to this <laughs> And Sam is speechless and stunned and silent. <laughs> I just I don't even know. Um, All right, yeah. so what's up on your lips? This reminds me of the Melody album, um, the synthesizers um, that Ronnie was going to use in the future. Full dis- on full display. Love them. Um, I can see Ronnie in this song. He's like developing his musical aesthetic, like what he's going to do. Um, because yeah, although it's like kind of trippy, trippy pop. It's still melodic. I mean, he he say what you will about Ron. He knows how to put a melody together. Um, yeah, and, and don't when, get me wrong. Like this is punk as all get out. Yes, I mean, I'm gonna get to in that the classic too, yeah. sense. <laughs> yes, I'm. Yeah, I was gonna get to that later. But um, and then the lyrics, um, very whimsical. Um, here's how I describe it because I'm with you. I like your Dennis description. That's better. But what I said, whimsy word salad lyrics. <laughs> yeah. But Virginia's listed, so yay. <laughs> all right. Um, all right, that's all I got for the first song. <laughs> all right, we're going to get tripped up, so let's just keep going. Yeah. Uh, the Locket Maker. What do you what do you make of this? All right, reminds me. I don't know if you're familiar with the um, um, group called Gyrodelics. It was like 88, 89. It was like um, the, the guys from Mortal, Gyro, Chan, and Jerome Fontamalas who went on to switch with fame later. I don't know if you're familiar mm-hmm. with that. Okay, well, if you yeah. have that album, well, this this song sound, sounds like that and um, reminds me of that. Um, um, and then if like if if craft work like and Moby had a child, it would be this song. <laughs> it's just I like it's just I don't know. It's just it's I don't know how do you describe this. So but it's a song for me. This is a song. <laughs> okay, no, okay, Ronnie, I love you, man. And look, he's a Ronnie's an amazing musician, and but this this song is a song of happiness that sounds like a ten year old wrote. These lyrics are so simple. It's so so simple. 
I like the song. I mean, I they were only sixteen and seventeen when they wrote this. Still though, I know they weren't ten though. They weren't ten though. (laughs) So, um, I'm convinced on the second track that this is the music Ronnie made for his secret youth group underground dance club. That's what it was. Uh, There's no other explanation. (laughs) You're probably right. But before um, we get too far in, and I, I, you do touch on it, I want to just go down. Yeah, like, like people talk about like punk rock and, you know, they'll talk about, oh, you know, the Ramones, um, the Sex Pistols, they were punk and everything and blah, blah, blah and everything. And to me, punk is you're going to make the music you want unapologetically the way you want every, screw everyone else. I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to use my instruments. I'm going to do this that no one else is doing. And this is that. And even on the Tooth and Nail with the Joy Electric, like, he no other music sounded like it, and Ronnie unapologetically used my mon- you know model sense and everything else and did something no one else is on the time. So I appreciate him going out there and just being like you know thumbing himself at everybody and just like I don't care, this is it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, so I, this is the most punk. He's Ronnie Martin is like the most punk rock musician out, out there. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> oh, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, yeah, Ronnie is totally <laughs> punk. Like he. Yeah, he's right up there with any punk godfather you can name. Yeah. Um, in fact, he's di- so punk that most people don't know him. You know? Exactly. Like, all, like even like Morrissey and um, all these other people, they were still, oh, I guess Morrissey's not really pop, punk, and whatever. But all these other punk bands, they still have bands that sounded like them. Give me a band that sounds like Joy Electric. or, or Give me a band like, that sounds like Dan's House Children. Or Rainbow Rider. <laughs> yeah. You won't, you won't find them. You won't. And if you do, please uh, let us know because I would love to hear. It. <laughs> but anyway, so go ahead. So that's um, Locket Maker. Okay, yeah. So, so I also would I um do love the chorus on this song. I like most of the choruses in this album. Yeah, like the choruses um, in this in the Locket Maker particularly. I wonder if um, I have to believe Adam Young of Owl City fame was bare minimum a Joy Electric fan. Okay. Because this course sounds like something he'd be doing 15 years later. Like, just just strip it away to just Ronnie and the piano. Yeah. And that course sounds like an Owl City course. Never listened to him. I'm, I heard of the group, but not familiar with any of the music. Ah, uh, I see. I'm, I'm, I love Owl City, but... Yeah, I, I, I've heard comparisons to Joy Electric, though. I have heard that before. Yeah, so... Just never checked um, out. The lyrics kind of boil down to, gee, I really like this girl. Exactly. Ten-year-old lyrics, I'm telling you, man. <laughs> I like All you. Right. Do you like me? <laughs> oh. oh, I love you, Ronnie, though. He knows. Uh. He knows. He's not dumb. <laughs> hey, if we ever get to interview him, it's going to happen. Like, Yeah. And I'll apologize for all this because he's an amazing musician. <laughs> all right. Uh. So we're on to Old and True. Take it, Sam. Um, so my, I, now keep in mind, this, this album kind of hit me out of nowhere. So (laughs) I may have been a bit more negative in my initial review than I feel now. Um, but in my review, I wrote, is this preset beat number 16 on Ronnie's Casio keyboard? (laughs) (laughs) It might be. It does come Um, up a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I did like the parts that kind of sound like Streets of Rage from Sega Genesis. That was fun. Yeah, but like you said earlier, he's 16, 17 years old. So, I mean, you gotta, you, you haven't really, like, developed a repertoire of, of tricks and things. So, you're learning, you know. So, of course, there's going to be some rep- repetition. You know, it happens. Yeah. Uh, the lyrics mean nothing that I can tell. Just, <laughs> um, yeah, just more gibberish. That's it? You're done? That, that's all I have to say about old Okay. Show. Okay, well, for me, it's so funny. Um, for the, As far as the lyrical content, I said, might as well be an instrumental. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to go into it. The music, though, um, ra- I, Rave-tastic. This is on par, again, um, it's like, it sounds like or, like or, early Orbital. Again, I don't know if you're familiar with them, but like like some British, like British electro group um, and other British electro music at this time. Um, I love the vocal sampling, the whole... Oh, <laughs> at um, 210, I love it. It just really takes me back to like that like period in the like late 80s, early 90s, where like techno was getting more sophisticated and um, 
and retro at the same time. Yeah, so it's kind of like a nostalgic type of film. Yeah, and I like that it's called Old and True because some 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 musical like um tropes, some musical tricks, whatever, will always be old and true. You know, playing a C chord, you know, or minor keys. You know, certain things are gonna stand the test of time. <laughs> All right, and true. Um, how do you feel about Eve Leaf? East, 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 leaf. I love it. Okay, so all these songs, I'm just gonna go ahead and say it out of out of a nine, they're all about a six. Okay. And so just I can't like this album, I can't rake individually. It kind of even though they're different, they kind of they're too samey. And it's mm-hmm. Like if, if you didn't look at the track listing and weren't really paying attention, it would sound like one song. But if you sat down and listened, you could hear the differences. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. So um, I love the sinister. It's like a sinister, sinister psychedelic vibe in the song. The opening piano synthesizer chords are glorious. Um, they refrain throughout the song and it's very lovely. I love it. The percut, the per, um, uh, the percussive sounds in the song are very, very unique. Like, the, the, it sounds like drums that he's using that I, I know it's not drums because he wasn't using drums. I don't think he's ever used drums, but I wonder what that drum sound is. I would love to know that because I really like it. It's great. Um, and as far as the lyrical content, Merry Christmas all. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, man. Oh, man. I was like, where did that come from? What is happening? But if it's... <laughs> Oh, so tri- you know this this album is so trippy and so punk i think that's why because when i was younger i didn't really know because when i got this when i first heard this i was like maybe like 19 or something like that and then i wasn't really immersed in music like i am now and so i think i appreciate now listening to and knowing what all was going around the time that this album was made and the fact that ronnie did ronnie and jason did just put it out it's like yeah we're doing this and then the lyric liner lyrics i mean liner notes if we're going to talk about that later coupled with this it's just the most punk rock thing ever is like, wow, guys, what, who, who y'all trying, who's your market? Oh, you had no market. You were just being a hundred percent punk because you didn't care. That's what, there's no market for this music. <laughs> Christians aren't listening to this and the people who listen to techno aren't listening to this. There was literally no market for this. So, so I guess now listening to it now, I can appreciate that. I was like, wow, that was awesome. Just the most punk thing that's ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> that's it that's evilly for me go ahead <laughs> all right so um this is the first song on here that jason sings lead on yeah and so the title had me hopeful that this is and he like also a, he, he wrote this song too he wrote four songs this is one of the four he wrote yeah so i think he mm-hmm. wrote all the songs he sang lead on oh, okay so yeah. um this had me hopeful that maybe <laughs> like a metaphor a story about the garden of eden anything like ah, christmas dude Straight and then Christmas. he just randomly drops "Merry Christmas" in all of his lyrics, <laughs> and I, I'm like, nope, not it. I, I don't. I give up. <laughs> but God, I'm, I'm gonna get I'll these lyrics ever. tattooed on my back. <laughs> Merry Christmas, all. No, the whole song. <laughs> <laughs> so, with that said, I do like the guitar noodling. Like, okay. hurrah for some strings. Yes. Um, and with Jason singing, it even sounds almost, I'm stretching a bit here, like some proto-fashion focus air Starflyer. So I said, I, I didn't notice, I didn't notice the difference in the singing. I really didn't. And okay, even though so I, I, I knew Jason wrote it and I saw that I couldn't tell the difference in the, in the vocals. So the reason, I admit, I had a cheat sheet that was like telling me which, who was the lead singer on each song. Oh yeah, I knew. I knew so, Jason was a singer. I still couldn't hear. I could tell the difference mm-hmm. when I knew. Like when I was reading, I was like, "Okay, I hear the difference." Okay. Jason's voice is actually, um, like, I don't. It's different. It's not. It I don't want, It's like not higher or lower. It's just a different. I know, it is. It's a different voice. I get it. Yeah, um, I just can't I hear can it on also, this album. I can also hear some like future Joy Electric on here. Um, yep. Especially like the my grandfather the cubist air. Yeah. I, okay. I hear hints of that in this song. So it's like know. this song is interesting from like here is ground zero of so much the, the brothers would do in later time. Yep. 
And it's kind of cool just to see that the genesis of that. Yeah. And maybe yeah. that's where the Eve Leaf comes in. I don't know. Oh, who knows where the Eve Leaf is? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up is probably my, although I'm not going to rank them individually, this is probably my one of the two songs that really stand out to me. I really like Autumn Comes But Once Dear. Um, this has more of an industrial electro sound. Um, it sounds like, again, like late 80s, like if you're in Detroit, Cleveland and clubs, you'll be hearing this. Um, the breakdown at 157, I love it. Um, I love that it's like a cowbell sample throughout the song. I don't have to describe it. That happens. I really like it. It's like how Ronnie like makes percussive sounds with the synthesizers and stuff, how he's able to make sounds um, sound like their actual percussive instruments are like really amazing. And this song is really good. Um, this to me is like the first real lyric, first little first real lyrics on the album. Um, they're the first poetic lyrics um, about encouragement um, that the dark times in this life won't last forever. That's how autumn comes, but once, you know, pain comes and it goes, you know, that's how I take it. So yeah, I really like this song. Um, I actually listened to this on repeat a couple times this past week. I really like it. Hmm. So um, I I do admit this song did grab my attention a little bit. Not yeah, I know. yeah, yeah, it's good. I know it's good. <laughs> um, so my first thought was I'm not very familiar with house music. And I think that maybe some of my problem with this album is yeah. it's, it's a house. I, I'm familiar enough to know house music when i hear it and this yeah. is like some heavy house music yeah it's really yeah. deep in that yeah it but is. to me coming from a pop fan perspective or even an alternative rock fan yeah. this song could have easily been two minutes shorter <laughs> um all these like, songs could have been one to two minutes shorter yeah all of them could have like i am um, i know these guys know how to make a pop song but they, they were 16 it. 17 you know they they're figuring it out yeah, and I, I, that's fair. Um, though the the course, once again, I love the courses in here. You yeah. just have to be really patient for them to get there. You, you have to like sit through two minutes of backbeat before you get that nice, beautiful forty-five <laughs> so minutes course. I love a good backbeat. <laughs> that's the yes, the backbeats on this. I think, yeah. I think that's what really saves this album because earlier I wasn't when I first started, like I, I didn't get into Joy Electric later. I was so rock focused, like, oh, it's got to be rock. If you just use synthesizers, you're cheating music. And then later in life, I got into electro music. And so I think I can appreciate a backbeat now more so than when I first heard this album. First few times I heard this album. So I think that's what it is. As for the lyrics, um, I took it a little bit. Di- I guess I didn't. I'm taking things more literal and less poetic. So I took it as the lyrics talking about the gift of autumn and just how cool autumn is. And hey, autumn's my favorite season. So it is mine too. It's mine too. It's mine too. I'm still waiting for autumn here in Virginia. I think we're finally getting it today. (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, it's finally cooled down here in Indiana. So you might be right. I mean, again, that's my interpretation. Who knows? I mean, it's it's art. You know, you know, it's you know, it's in the eye of the beholder. All right, next up, homespun is happy. Take it. Away, Sam. <laughs> oh, I know. What a great song title. <laughs> Embrace the abstract. Embrace the abstract. Embrace I, it. You have to. <laughs> and that's that's why I, I started writing that as a mantra in my notes. Are you um, are you more of a concrete or an abstract thinker, Sam? Um, I guess technically speaking, I'm a concrete. Yeah. Speaking, no wonder you hate this thinker. album. Yeah, this is super abstract. I'm more of an abstract thinker. Yeah. So, like, Sorry. don't get me wrong. I can do abstract. I, I know. I'm not, get yeah. my mind there. Yeah, I'm not yeah. saying you, no one's purely anything, but mostly. This yeah. is as abstract as it gets, but go ahead. <laughs> so, um, I like the glitch techno at the beginning. That's kind of cool. Yes. The glitchy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, as for the lyrics, for what little they are, <laughs> I get the feeling these guys were raised with, like, the cliche Christian housewife stereotype. You think uh, so? They touch on it a lot throughout their careers, and this song just kind of made me real. Um, oh, hey, they do talk about this a lot. Um, it's it's so, in my notes what you're talking about, but go ahead. So either like they're just really stuck on that stereotype, or 
they're like being super punk about it and they're just stealth mocking the concept. And I'm just now noticing that they've just been making fun of this stereotype their whole entire careers. And my <laughs> and it comes later in this song. And you know what? I didn't even think about that. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead. You finish. You go ahead. You finish. That's that's pretty much it. That's my um the, the lyrics are what grabbed me here more than anything. Okay, I'm with you on this. I didn't even think about that because uh, so I mentioned the linear notes um, um, with the album and it talks about something like they believe in like the Christian moral values or something like that, where literally they say and daddy goes to work and mommy stays home and using those words. I always thought I said, that's kind of childish. But now as you say, maybe they're making fun of it and being punk rock. Maybe they were making fun of it. I didn't even think about that. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe um, I would love like, to talk to him about that. I would love to find out. See, now I'm curious. Like, okay, Jason, Ronnie, I need to know because yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so um, Homespun is happy. Nice driving beat at the beginning. Um, it's a nice song to dance that way. It's like something you could just dance like a prick to, and like at a rave. It's a perfect com. This is like the um, perfect combo of um, video game music and EDM. Um. Yeah, I love the back play of the the um the music goes back and forth from the right and left. It's a couple of times throughout. It makes like this little effect, like a tremolo feeling. Um, it feels mm-hmm. like a tennis. It feels like it feels like a, like an audio um tennis match, and I love it. It's great. Um, gosh, you got me thinking about that whole housewife thing now. <laughs> I didn't think about that. But and lyrically, what I take from the song is like you're longing to be home. Um, and that's the Christian ethos that we mentioned that they had their um, the linear notes. So is that are they being tongue in cheek or do they really mean that? No, yeah. I don't. <laughs> like so uh, that's homespun is happy. Yeah. OK, so Simon's sister. Simon's sister. OK, we got the, our next Jason offering here. Yep. Aaron, yes, yep. How, how do you that's feel about what... this? This sounds like it could be on the Melody album, ironically. Like, I was like, this sounds like the first straight up. Like, even though I mentioned Once Upon Your Lips sounds like a, a, a Melody album, a song. This one sounds like the most, like, w- when Ronnie finally found, like, what he was doing musically um, in his music. Like, this is what Joy Ledger was going to be. Um, and so it's really weird. Is Jason writing Ronnie's music? I'm just playing. Um, no, but hasn't... Jason inspired Joy Electric. Like, Jason really? wrote this song. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's it. That's, that's my it. Sound. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's my jam. Yeah, maybe <laughs> that's it. Um, it has an eerie, somber tone that I love. Um, so that, I kind of like like the music, and I think I mentioned it before. I get when um, music sounds happy, um, but the lyrics are sad, or vice versa, or just like a just a good minor key song. And this is definitely one. Um, let's see what else. Oh, you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Happy Easter! <laughs> okay, so you gotta stop taking my punchline on this, man. Well, you shouldn't do it to me first. What's next? So, Good Friday. And who's who's Zuzu? Who's Susu? Did you? I need to look at it. who's Susu in the lyrics. I don't know. So, um, I think so. There's actually a theme. Every Jason song on this, I think. Uh, maybe it's just one other. There's at least one other random holiday mentioned in this. Uh, um, we're gonna get there. Right. It's it's in another song. Right. We'll get there. But Jason, I, I think he just made it a challenge to himself that he's just he's like, okay, I got four songs. I'm gonna mention four random holidays in them just because I can, because that's punk, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So I do like the very chill nature of this song. It's almost like a lullaby. Um, yeah in nature and the lyrics are kind of sleepy as well so it's a yeah it's just kind of a nice like a chill edm before like chill edm was a thing yeah it definitely is a thing now if i'm yeah spotify is to be (laughs) believed all right so um keepsake melody I'm looking up. I think the only thing that comes up for Zuzu is a person called Zuzu Star. I'm not sure if that's who that is. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, where, where are we at? <laughs> um, so, okay, so Keepsake Melody actually has my favorite lyrics in the whole entire album. The ones I go opened ahead, up take with. Go ahead, take it, take it. Go ahead. 
all we have is hope and it smiles yep. on us. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to wait a good couple minutes to get to that course, though. Lots of baggy beat. Lots of baggy beat. It's like, uh, Ronnie, you love the abstract, buddy. I get it. <laughs> but, like, if you would have given that course, I don't, I don't know. Like, I would love to hear, like, a remix of this song. But the mm-hmm. ironic part is the, the only way you could remix it is to turn it into a straight-ahead three-minute pop song. Um, and, or yeah, you, or, it would... Or you, or you could have Live and Sacrifice still a death metal version of it. Be, <laughs> oh, I guess hardcore metal. Oh, that would be man. awesome. I would love to hear that. No, no, no. Um, the the metal band, I think it was uh, Vengeance Rising. I don't oh, know I don't if you ever listened to them. No, <laughs> like, they were famous for just doing, like, one-sentence songs. That was their deal. One-second songs, you said? One-sentence songs. Oh. So it'd be like... Gotcha, okay, I got you. In one sentence, that would be the song. Gotcha. It was... Yeah, it was Awesome, special. that sounds awesome, actually. <laughs> okay, what else? Anything else from this song? I got nothing. <laughs> That's just... <so> <laughs> I got nothing. Yeah. Um, I also, too, yeah, I, in my notes, I put all, still in my thunder, too. All we have is hope, and it smiles on us. Oh, what a beautiful sentiment. And it is. Like, I, that is, like, some sincerely good lyrics. I love yeah, it. Um, that's very good. And, and yeah, I, I love it. It's, it makes me feel warm inside. And who's Cynthia this song? Is she related to Zuzu? What's going on here? Are they sisters? <laughs> Man. I want to know. Um, music wise though, um, the, 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 the melody jams, um, um, let's see, can't read my own writing. Um, boop, boop, boop. It's a, can't read my own writing. All right. Um, I like the, the little, whatever that's on the beef, beef chant throughout. I love that. I don't know what he's saying. Beef, beef, whatever that is. Um, it sounds like a DJ is scratching a record throughout, which is a nice touch. Um, it's fast track boosting, um, fast. I don't know. It's a good. It's just a solid electro track, and I love the lyrics. All right. Next up is a lull in the Ferris Maple. Sam, take it away. Um. So you're gonna love the lyrics. I, in this one. I honestly. Didn't get to, I didn't write anything on the lyrics in this. All I had was, I've heard that opening beat somewhere. Also, what do these brothers have against normal sounding pop music? What do they have against the pop song? They're punk. You can't do what's been done. They're punk. <laughs> so, They're going I got to nothing desert. on this. I got nothing on this. Okay. All right. I'm going to go with, is this a, another homage to, to Housewives? This is more Housewives talk. Um, this has to be Ronnie's most whimsical title at this point. A lull in the Ferris maple. Can you have a lull in a maple? Like, another electro industrial gym. The synths um, um, stabs in this song are insane. Again, more percussive samples um, are pushed to the max and they're great in groove. Um, can't help but dance to this one. Um, I'm actually just thinking. I'm uh, playing the song in my hand. I'm dancing, just thinking about it right now. The oh, the spo- oh, the sp- um, spoken outro about housewives is something. Um, again, like, um, like he talks about the housewife wheel, like on old wives' tales on the cover. There's an old, there's a wheel, you know. And then Jason's mm-hmm. course, um, housewife love song. So I'm like, I, again, I mean, they're talking about a housewife wheel, and then this. So more housewife talk. What's going on? Is this for real or y'all messing with this? They're trolling <laughs> us. They're trolling us from 1993. And <laughs> they were they were like, we're gonna troll you before it was cool. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next up, the next the next Jason uh, song. You go. All right, Uncle Art. Um, yep. What's this? Something resembling an actual verse and chorus. Get out of here. Just random noises. It's not random noises. It's word salad. <laughs> words i mean yeah i mean okay so there's actually words in this but it's just it's salad um, yeah <laughs> it's though jason does kind of sound like he's trying to rap in this and it's not a good sound for him also um it's there there's a there's no holiday in this one sad yeah. i thought we had like a trend going here oh there is there's another one later but not in this song <laughs> yeah not in this one this is the next jason one <laughs> so 
this is the point in the album when my attention really was wavering. <laughs> and I just like was like running out of stuff to say. And I was just like, um, yep. I, mm, help me out here, Aaron. Save me. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Okay, so this it's funny. I didn't really get like him his vocal his rapping, but the music in this sounded like a like a eighties hip hop like a salt and pepper song. And I couldn't think of which salt and pepper song. I was like, this sounds like a salt and pepper song. Um, but yeah, so it's great dance groove with all the retro use of music. Um, um yeah, there's, there's, there's something when I listen to this, I can see this song being sampled and because, you know, things get retro and like, even now there's retro, you know, there's like throwback funk stuff like Bruno Mars, does throwback funk and people just did whatever, but I could see this song being sampled from by anybody from like, I don't know, Taylor Swift to freaking Juice World, the rapper. It's just like, it's just sound like there's elements in this song that I hear in like many different genres now. So yeah, they were kind of ahead of their time. Um, at one um one minute 52 there's like this woodwind or flute like sound and it's great and it comes back a couple times i don't know what he did there i'm I, again i'm sure it wasn't a flute but it, that's what it sounded like um like the sound of ronnie's vocals they're not as i call them helium drenched lyrics they sound like a natural vocal performance um yeah and lyrically Sounds like Ronnie can't tell if he wants this girl in the story to stay or not, or if he cares she stays or not. He goes back and forth. It's like, I care if he stayed down. So I don't know. Who knows? Well, this one is actually Jason singing, not Ronnie. Oh, yeah, Jason. I'm sorry, Jason. Jason, yeah. So it's, it's confusing. I'm like, yeah, oh, God. <laughs> but no, no holidays mentioned. So. <laughs> All right. So next up we have, we're on number 11. We're almost there. Yeah, we're almost there. A cottage song. Um, I, I do... Uh, so I'm going to let you have this one, man. But I am intrigued by lots of, like, kind of folk lore, like um, almost like a Brothers Grimm theme running through the titles. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. Okay. What, what well, do you think of this song? <laughs> it, it has, like, a Mo, uh, Mo Roder, um, a ABBA disco-influenced type sound, I hear. Mm-hmm. Um, he sings, uh, Ryan does that hushed bedroom voice of his um which i like it's cool um better than the helium one although i do like the helium one though too but i like the hush one better there is a couple of breakdowns that break up the monotony of the song which i appreciate because the verses are kind of like not as dynamic as other songs and so the breakdowns kind of like breaks it up and gets your attention again um and the lyrics you got folklore and i i could see that i thought maybe ronnie was like um, uh, mythologizing him and Jason's childhood environment because he in the song talks about some love and song, love being at home and songs. And clearly, I mean, there's music in the family <laughs> in the, throughout constantly. So it's so to me, it's like a warm, like um, a little peek into their childhood. Um, I can kind of see that. So, yeah, it's a good song. How about, and it's called a cottage song. I mean, home, you know. So, um, I, I will, I will take you up on that offer of, this song is just about, you know, the comfort of childhood. Yeah. Because I got nothing else. This like I'm almost done with my dark point. I promise. The only thing I could write for this song was nice bass dough. Like that's all I got, you know. It's such a good song though. All right. Um I think Don't, maybe uh, if I listen to it again, I might have more appreciation. This is an album that you would have to it grows give more on. than one chance to really appreciate it, I think. Yeah, but I say about 10. It's like wine. You're not going to like it the first 10 times. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. If you do, maybe. I mean, some people, I'm sure some people are like, oh, my God, and that's amazing. But I don't know how long. It's, it's, taken, me, it's taken me, like, decades. <laughs> I mean, I might come back to this album 10 years from now and be like, this is amazing. Yeah, and then uh, we'll do the anniversary recording of it. Yeah. <laughs> And they'll be reissued with like unreleased songs. <laughs> It'll be ridiculous. All right. So next up, track twelve, Oleander's "Our Happy Place." Take it away. No, I'll start this one. You can take the next one. Um. So Ronnie's love of British electro pop shines through on this song. I really dig the stops and starts in the song. Um, it's a fun time song. It's just like you know, let's 
let's just have a good time. Let's, you know, let's make cookies or dance, or whatever. It's whimsical and playful. I mean, it's talking about a happy place. I mean, so yeah, and it very, it very much inspires that, like, no cares. There, there's no sorrow when listening to this song. Um, it's, it has very new agey lyrics. I love them. They remind me to be more present in the moment. He's talking about seeing, feeling, and smelling what's happening. And so, you know, we kind of get lost in the busyness of the of life. And so just to be able to focus on your happy place, whatever that is in that moment, it's a really good idea. And uh, for mental health and for your health, you should do that um, as much as you can. So, yeah, that's what I think of that song. So I do love the uh, ocean theme of this. Um, even the synths on this kind of sound ocean-like. Yep. yep. And I, I do like the lyrics. Just, you know, find a happy place. Um, yep. That's uh, that's something we all need sometimes, just to find a peaceful, happy place. For some people, that's, you know, watching your favorite TV series. For other people, it's uh, eating your favorite homemade food. For other people, it's praying. You know, just finding gonna, that peaceful place. I thought you were about to say cannibal line, eating your favorite person, but you didn't say <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I All apologize. Right. <laughs> You're good. Next up, Seabreeze. Take it, Sam. Okay, so um, at first, I got the I got the songs mixed up, and I thought I was listening to the song called Seabreeze on Oleanders, and I was like, okay, I see the ocean theme they're going for here. Yeah. And then I actually got to Seabreeze. I'm like, oh, this is um much angrier than the title would uh, suggest. Yeah. The song just sounds grumpy. It was written like, by Jason, so it there was. You go. Um, yeah, it just for the last Jason song on the album, it's much grumpier than I would have thought. And Jason's um, random holiday of choice. This there you time go. It's which one is it? Which one is it, Sam? Which holiday? Groundhog Day. <laughs> Ground. He just yells, "Groundhog! Happy Groundhog Day!" Like we have holiday Yahtzee. Holiday Yahtzee. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Groundhog Day. Look, I'm going to go on record. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that there's probably no other song in the history of mankind that has Happy Groundhog's Day in the lyrics. I'm just going <laughs> to... <laughs> There's no oh, way. That, that sounds like a challenge. Like someone. Yes, if y'all can hey, find a song with Happy Groundhog's Day... Let us know. We'll get a prize. We, we want to know about this. We'll we'll give you a prize. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Continue. <laughs> no. So that that's all I got. <laughs> if anything, they brought us joy with these lyrics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm having more fun talking about these lyrics than I did listening to the album. So. Maybe that was the whole point. Maybe. I need to, God, I, I know he probably doesn't remember. I would love to hear the thought process. Happy Groundhog's Day. I could go on forever. That was just like one of the best moments of my life. Okay. So, whew. all right. So, what are we going to go with here? Okay. So, Big Bagby, of course, um, techno, psychedelic uh, elements. Um. What? And I mentioned it earlier. I watched. Did you watch the video for this song? I didn't. There's a video for it. Yeah, there's a video for it. I and, didn't know that. Well, it's pretty trippy. Um, I don't know who the market. Like I mentioned earlier, I don't know who the market was for this because it is way too artsy for early 1990s Christianity, and I just don't even know. Like even the secular world, like what's the market for this? <laughs> like it's just. It has an ominous, dark feel. Like you said, it like, sounds grumpy. Um, it's super trippy, the song and the video. The song has an ominous, dark way feel to it. Um, it's not a terrible video. It's kind of good, dated, obviously, but better than the Burgundy Years video by Joe Electric. Have you ever seen that one? Have you <laughs> seen that one? I think I've heard about that one. Is that the one where he's wearing, like, um, lederhosen? Is that, is that, no, that no, one? It's the one with the rope. Okay. The black robe and there's Cheerios dance. Anyway, so um, no, was that bad? Okay. Oh, the spoken word portion of this sounds a little unnerving. Um, I don't know what they're saying, but it sounds weird. The bear in the oh, in the video, there's this bear that does all types of crazy things. Um, he's like shooting basketball and 
riding on like a skateboard or something. You need to check this out, Sam. It's a crazy video. And Jason, uh, like watching it, I don't think Jason's in it. I didn't see Jason. I saw Ronnie and other random things, but I don't think Jason's in the video. I might be wrong. But odd since he's the one singing it. Yeah. So yeah. All right. Um I like let's it. go ahead and let's finish this out, through. man. All um, right. Barry is next. Take it, Sam. Space Jam. That was my first thoughts when I was listening to this song. <laughs> Oh, that's true. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> now, granted, um, it's about four years early for Space Jam. But still, that was my thought when I first heard this song. Other than that, um, there's a uh, the course is what did I write here? Um, the course is cool in like a creepy kid story kind of way. Yeah, like it, it sounds like I don't know some sort of kind of back to the Brothers Grimm, like oh, yeah, Burgundy Years. That's a Brothers Grimm song, basically the lyrics. That's so was... um, <laughs> the lyrics seem to be genuinely um, about something. For once, like for the first time in this album, we have like genuine lyrics that are actually about something. In this case, it seems to be about uh, maybe like. At literally just asking Jesus for healing after going through a painful breakup, which is something you know any teenager can relate to. Um, they're just probably too busy dancing in his underground secret um, youth group, group um, uh, music club to notice it. But hey, it's something <laughs> you can all relate to. <laughs> yeah, this song grooves. It starts off with uh, um, Jock Jams intro. That's what I was thinking, like uh, Jock Jams. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then just rides that baseline throughout. It's I mean, although it's so, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? So, uh, cliche. It's hard to sit still and not dance to this song. I guess mm-hmm. I'm sorry everybody was using that thing back in the early '90s because it's just it's kind of like a... <laughs> everybody puts that in the music now. So I love all the extra little sounds throughout too. Because it makes the songs the song sound more full and, and not repetitive because that that bass line and that beat gets kind of um, repetitive. Um, to me, the lyrics are a longing for youth that we feel a, a loss of youth that we all feel it sometimes, kind of like you're saying. So whether it's a breakup or not being young anymore, or having to move, or your parents get divorced, whatever, it's a longing for simpler times. And that's all I have about Mary. All right. And let's move into the last song, Wisteria Time. I'll go. This is my favorite song on the album. This is. I would agree with that. I I agree. Okay. And so this and um, Autumn Comes But Once There are like the only songs up here I think are really worth multiple. I mean, you can listen to it all, but those are the two that I think really stand up. Um, I love the intro and the sound effects. The, um, the water sounds um, feel, um, I really like that. This feel like this could be on Brie York's debut album. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but it, it reminds me of that. And she, that album's weird too, just like this one. <laughs> I love Bjork. She's super weird. She's super punk too. Like, I don't know who's making music like her. Um, this has a mournful longing feeling that would define both Starflyer and Joy Electric Sun in the future. Uh, um, it, it kind of feels like it was written in a dream. And also, mm-hmm. it's like you listen to it, feels like you're in a dream. It feels otherworldly, and um, and it's yeah, it's my favorite song on, on the album. And I feel like this is where Ronnie it's like really getting a hold for lyric writing because later in songs he 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 did more storytelling. Like the White Songbook was literally a whole. The album's just one big story, so it feels like this was like his first successful attempt of like writing a story song. Um, bittersweet lyrics. About love and lost, which is that's Joy Electric sound <laughs> lyrics. Yeah, love and lost. That's it, and that's what I think about with Stereo Time. So I I agree. Like um, I like this song. It's beautiful piano. Um, it sounds the mo- most like a normal song. However, it's too little, too late. It's like yeah. Um, should be the first I, song. If I mean, I get it. This is it's almost like if they had just went from this, if this had been the last song he had done as Dance House Children and he hadn't done the Rainbow Riders, yeah. 
I could see this being like, okay, this is our farewell to this project. We're closing it down. Now let's go our separate ways. Yeah. Um, I could it was. It's a beautiful song. Yeah, it's it's a great closer. And, now, and don't, don't forget the lyric in there. Happy Valentine's Day. I'm just playing. That's not in there. <laughs> <laughs> Jason didn't write this one, so. No, I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So my final thoughts on this album is it's an incoherent mess. <laughs> um, granted, it is an interesting incoherent mess, but it's a mess nonetheless. What would you give the album? What would you give the album out of a nine? So music, I give a 1.5. Um, it's just so repetitive, and I get it. That's house music, yeah. but I'm just not feeling it. Maybe yeah. 10 years later, I'll feel it more. Lyrics, I'm zero point zero point five. Yeah, and then overall, okay. I give it a one. So this gets my lowest rating, a three out of nine. Okay. Um, All right. For me, I, I do like house music. See, I lived in Germany for th- for like three years, so it's kind of like living in Texas. If you don't like, if you, it doesn't matter if you like country music or not, you're gonna like country music. You live in Germany, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that is. It's going to be beaten to you. So you have no choice. It's against your will. Just shove it down your throat. Um, so I do, as far as house music goes, it's really good house music. So I give it a two and a half. Um, lyrics, man. I, even though it's word salad, I can, I'm still getting mean out of it. It's not, I mean, it's better than Nickelback lyrics. So I give it a 1.5. So that's like a three, four. And then as far as it holds up over time, I mean, house music is house music. It's not really meant. It's kind of like rap music. Like it's very, it's it's very like shelf life of that type of music. It's not. It's very few rap albums that like from the '80s that people still listen to. Is because that it's such a it's, it's it's about being fresh and new and moving forward. But still, with that said, it's still like a as far as house music goes, it's still like a solid two and a half. So I give this about a five and a half, six, five and a half. My lowest rating too, but. Okay, I don't think it's here at mess. I think it's a, it's a, it's a good start by two extremely talented musicians trying to figure things out. And if you look, listen to like any musician, if you listen to Pink Floyd's early stuff, it's a freaking mess. They literally had sheep says bait making sounds for like 15 minutes. It's crazy. It's like, how are they popular? This crap is crazy. Even Prince, his first album wasn't great. And it's hard. I mean, it's hard. Um, when you, you know, um, starting out oh. to try to find your voice so i think and with that said uh compared to other people's first attempts i think it's really good i mean don't get me wrong um I, as far as first attempts go um yeah you usually have two things that happen with the first attempts right one you sound overly generic and like you're copying everyone else yeah um yeah. take reliant k's first album radiohead's yep. first album they're just mimicking other people Or you can go the opposite extreme, which is what Ronnie and Jason did here, and say, you know what? We're not going to sound like anyone. We're going to create something completely new. And I appreciate that. And yeah, I mean, it's it's like um, you know, it's like your very first cake. You're going to try a new recipe that no one else has ever tried before. Yeah. It may end up it may end up like a mess, but at least you tried something different. I can't appreciate that. Mm. I appreciate effort. This yeah. had effort in it. I, I don't think it was I a mess, though. It had more than effort. It was still like, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, for especially for house music, it's it's not bad, especially for, for 16, 17-year-olds. On like a, like a, doing it in like probably in their bedroom with probably not the best equipment because it was Blonde Vinyl Records they released, which was like an indie, indie Christian label in the early 90s. So they might have like $10 for like anything. So it's, I mean, it's punk rock, and I love punk rock. It's literally yeah. do it yourself, and I thought yeah. they pulled it off. I mean, it's not, it's not Americana or freaking um the White Songbook, but it's all right. <laughs> yeah, like um, I I will uh, revisit this at some point in my life. It just, I need a few months to recover from it. <laughs> <laughs> I understood. I was the first time when I because when I got this, there were this was before the internet, so I couldn't re- read to get a review of what it was. I just heard that Jason and Martin and Ronnie were on it, and then I saw on the back was, I was like, all right, so I threw it in. I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I understand it's it's not for the faint of heart. 
All right, guys. All well, right. Um, thank you, beautiful listeners, for listening. Um, please give us feedback. We want to know what you think. What's your favorite songs off this album? Have you ever even listened to this album before? Yes. Um, and uh, they also send us, like, I mean, even though they um, settled on Dance House Children, that's still a kind of a lame name. Still not Half Man, Half Biscuit. That's a real band, too. Send us your crazy band names, too, that you've come across. Um, half Man, Half Biscuit. Wow. And then um, <laughs> join us next time, next month. We'll uh, hopefully be reviewing Americana and I potentially. I thought we were doing Jagged Little Pill by Alanis Morissette. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. And then also we may potentially be having a uh, surprise. So we'll see how that works Oh, yeah, out. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true, yeah. But, um, yeah, seriously, so though. So stay in, tuned. In your, in your, in your, um, your um, task is to do six degrees of separation. Alanis Morissette, Jason Martin. Text that to me later, and I'll look it up. Uh, all right. All right. Just talk to you later. This has been a Blue Collar Production. Peace, Peace. out. Thank you for listening to Blue Collar Love, a Starflyer 59 retrospective. Your hosts are me, Samuel King, and Aaron Anderson. Production and editing done by Samuel King. This has been a Brothers King Media production.